coming up on 5-Minute News. U.S. military searching for remains of Chinese spy balloon. Pakistan's former president Musharraf has died. And magnitude 7.9 earthquake hits Turkey. It's Monday, February 6. I'm Anthony Davis. The US military said on Sunday it is searching for remnants of the suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that it shot down the previous day in a dramatic spy saga that has further strained American-Chinese relations. The US Navy is working to recover the balloon and its payload, and the Coast Guard is providing security for the operation, said General Glenn Van Herk, commander of the North American Aerospace Defense Command and US Northern Command. A successful recovery could potentially give the United States insight into China's spying capabilities, though U.S. officials have downplayed the balloon's impact on national security. A U.S. Air Force fighter jet on Saturday shot down the balloon off the coast of South Carolina, a week after it first entered U.S. airspace near Alaska. China protested the response as an obvious overreaction, but analysts said that any countermove by Beijing will likely be finely calibrated to keep from worsening ties. Republican lawmakers on Sunday attempted to blame President Joe Biden for waiting days to shoot down the balloon as it floated over the US. Former President Donald Trump and his former National Intelligence Director John Radcliffe denied Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's assessment that similar balloons had transited the United States during Trump's presidency. But Republican Representative Michael Waltz backed up Austin, telling the Washington Post that the Pentagon had notified Congress that Chinese balloons were spotted over the U.S. several times during Trump's tenure. He said balloons had been spotted near Texas and twice near Florida, as well as previously known sightings near Hawaii and Guam. Joe Biden had instructed the military to shoot the balloon down on Wednesday, but for safety, the Department of Defense agreed to shoot down the balloon only when it had passed over the United States, protecting civilians from debris crashing to Earth. Pakistan's former president, Pervez Musharraf, a key U.S. ally in the campaign against al-Qaeda following the militant group's September 11, 2001 attacks, died in Dubai on Sunday after a prolonged illness. He was 79. Musharraf, a former four-star general who seized power after a 1999 military coup, died in hospital in Dubai, where he was living in self-imposed exile since 2016. His body will be flown to Pakistan for burial today. Musharraf was credited with attracting foreign investment to Pakistan, which saw the strongest economic growth in nearly 30 years during his rule, and he enjoyed the support of the military and Pakistanis who backed his crackdown against militant groups. But his decade-long rule was also marred by a heavy-handed approach to dissent, which included arresting rivals such as current Prime Minister Sharif and the imposing of an almost six-week-long state of emergency in which he suspended the constitution and censored the media. 
A graduate from a Christian high school, Musharraf was keen for Pakistan to embrace liberal Islam, an approach that increased his appeal in the West following the 9-11 attacks on the US. Musharraf joined what Washington called its War on Terror, giving US forces ground and air access to landlocked Afghanistan to chase down al-Qaeda militants. This decision contradicted Pakistan's long-standing support for the Taliban, which at that point controlled Afghanistan and made Musharraf a target for domestic militant groups. He survived at least four assassination attempts. A strong earthquake of magnitude 7.9 struck southern Turkey early on Monday and was felt in Cyprus, Lebanon and Syria, collapsing buildings and sending residents into the snowy streets. The German Research Centre for Geosciences said the quake struck at a depth of six miles, while the EMSC monitoring service said the chance of a tsunami risk was still being evaluated. The tremor lasted around a minute and shattered windows, according to a witness, 218 miles to the east. Local broadcasters showed images of people gathered round wrecked buildings, searching for survivors. The governor of Turkey's southeastern province of San Liofa province, Sali Ayan, said on Twitter, We have destroyed buildings and urged people to move to safe locations. Turkey's Disaster and Emergency Management Authority put the magnitude of the quake at 7.4 near the larger city of Gaziantep, close to the Syrian border. Syrian state media said a large number of buildings collapsed in the province of Aleppo, while a source in the Hamas civil service said several buildings collapsed there. People in Damascus, as well as the Lebanese cities of Beirut and Tripoli, ran into the street on foot and took to their cars to get away from their buildings in case of collapses. The area is regularly hit by strong earthquakes. The head of the Turkish Red Cross said it was mobilizing resources for the region as it had received information of serious damage in collapsed buildings and urged people to evacuate damaged homes. The quake was felt as far away as Israel. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. This is Peter. And this is Tom. We want to tell you guys a little bit about our podcast. Tom and I met in college, became best friends, and then teachers almost 20 years ago. Sometimes school just does not allow us to elaborate on the topics that we find interesting, like the real shark attacks that inspired the movie Jaws, or the real historical context to Indiana Jones artifacts. Where does cereal come from? Or are zombies real? Does Ben Franklin really deserve to be on a $100 bill? On our podcast, just like in our class, there are no stupid questions. Just two friends having a lighthearted conversation about history, pop culture, and the context of current events. Listen to History Teachers Talking Podcast from Evergreen Network, anywhere you get your podcasts.